I like it here. The room is smaller than my apartment was, but not by much. The only people I encounter throughout the day are the guards or the doctor, and if I ignore them, they eventually go away. Unless I refuse my medication. This is definitely better than other places I have been. Nothing like the hospital, with all the patients and the nurses and the psych techs bothering you constantly. I can just sit here all day and listen to the friends inside my head. Before I arrived here, there were so many distractions. Always someone trying to interact with me and force me to hear their stupid thoughts put into words. Why everyone was born with a tongue, I have no idea. You should be required to take an IQ test in order to get one, in my opinion. Imagine the world if we didn't have to listen to stupid people go on and on about stupid things, like themselves, mainly. I grew up with doctors and counselors and group home administrators speaking to me every day for hours, their fleshy tongues flapping around in their mouths like trout on a dry riverbed. I never understood why they wasted their time, like they believed suddenly I would decide to think like a dumb fuck and say, Oh, now I see. You make so much sense now. Why didn't I see it before? Instead, I would just sit there and imagine cutting out that annoying muscle that was dancing between their teeth and eating it as I watched their mouths fill with blood and their eyes filled with horror. I rarely responded when they talked to me. If I did, I think I would have had a much tougher time growing up. The things I wanted to say would have gotten much more attention than my silence. A few times I did speak up, but that was when I was much younger and much less wise. I spent a few years in a very well-kept boys' home in Boston, where a priest by the name of Father O'Rourke spent hours reaching out to the wayward souls in hopes of saving at least one of us from the emptiness of life in the system. On and on he would go, moving from one bunk to the next, and reaching out each night as we prepared for lights out. Emptiness is pristine, as far as I'm concerned. And when he asked me to sit with him, I asked him if first I could cut off his head. So I can shove it on the end of a pike, I told him, when he asked me why I would say such a thing, his red Irish face growing redder from shock and embarrassment. That way we can talk for hours, but I don't have to hear you say a thing. Then I spit on him and told him his mother speaks to me from hell, and her voice was just as annoying. I was eight years old. Quickly I learned that speaking my mind, no matter how bad I wanted to, would only lead to trouble. At least Father O'Rourke never bothered me again. It took a long time, but eventually I found myself with some form of independence. I learned how to pass for what this hated world called normal, and found myself in an apartment complex shared by other unwanted outcasts. We were cramped into small studio apartments, like abandoned pets at the SPCA, some of us waiting to die, and others waiting for the chance to escape and bite the next person we see. I just enjoyed the solitude. I wasn't completely free, though. 
I cooked my own meals, washed my own clothes, bought my own food, but the state made sure they sent their watchdogs every day to reassure that I hadn't gone off the deep end and started hiding bodies in the floorboards. Each caseworker was more annoying than the next. Constant questions that I was expected to answer, prying into my private thoughts. Silence wouldn't work, or else I would be deemed unfit to care for myself, and it would be back to the hospital, or a group home, with much less privacy and much more questions. So I played ball. They'd ask me how I felt. Fine, I'd say. They'd ask if I was taking my medication. Yes, I'd say. Have I made any new friends? I have, I would reply. His name is Legion, for he is many.